Sunday Night Live, um, Vetner, that vet space. Tonight we are going to be joined by Lucy Chadwick and Lucy is a vet who is currently working in marketing. So Lucy is going to be telling us about her further education and her GP cert in veterinary business management and her other further education and I think tonight's uh, discussion is going to be really important, especially for vets who are thinking about careers outside of clinical practice. And I think it's really important to know that there are so many opportunities out there um, for diversification. And how are you? Not too bad, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Now, not a bother. Thank you so much for coming on Vet Space Live and for giving up half an hour of your Sunday night. It's all right, no problem. <laughs> Um, so I guess we'll just uh, jump straight in and start with some of the questions. So usually we just start with, if you want to maybe tell us a bit about your, just your veterinary journey. So I guess where you went to college when you graduated and in your instance, how long you were in clinical practice and maybe what kind of practice you worked in. Sure, absolutely. So um, like Neve, who was on a couple of weeks ago, um, I graduated from UCD in 2009. Um, okay. And I came out in the middle of the last Great Recession. Um, so I, uh, like probably 90% of my class, uh, immediately left the country um, and went to okay. work um, in Northumberland in the UK. So um, I worked in a small animal hospital practice um, in Morpeth, Northumberland, the great metropolis of. Um, and I was there for a year and then I moved down to the south of the UK and I continued on in small animal practice down there. So um, in total, I was in clinical practice for nearly three years. Um, okay. I was only in small animal um, and worked across some varying different types of practices, everything from really small, kind of more rural practices where there'd be a lot of cell charge and big hospital practices. So I've got a really broad base kind of in clinical practice before making the switch um, into industry. Okay. And when you, um, so you did your GP cert then in veterinary management and business. So were you doing that whilst you were in practice or is that something you did afterwards? Yeah. So Do you want was, to tell us about that? Sure. I was in practice just at the two year mark when I started the cert. Um, okay. I am a bit unusual in that I'm the only person I've met who I know wanted to work in industry before I qualified. So okay. um, I, you knew where you were going then. I knew what I was aiming for. And yeah. The cert kind of stood out to me because it was I knew it would stand to me whether I stayed in clinical practice for that bit longer or whether I was, was going to move with it. It had kind of a broad base of skills that I could see would be really useful. So um, I was uh, in clinical practice. I was actually locuming at the time when I started it, um, okay. which did bring some challenges when you're not based in one practice for some of the assignments and stuff. Um, but it was definitely a really good time because I could be so flexible with my time. It was a really good time to start it. Okay, so um, tell us then about that particular um, cert that you did, because I know you did other things as well that you're going to tell us about, but sure. yeah, so it was veterinary management and business, is that right? Yeah, veterinary, Okay. Uh, the official title I think was veterinary business and management, um, Okay. general practitioner cert, so a GP cert, um, Okay. and the one I did was through Improve International um, in Swindon, um, okay. now unfortunately they no longer run that cert um, but there is a sim very similar sounding one being run through the University of Liverpool um, at the okay. moment so they do a GP cert in veterinary business and management and certainly the curriculum looks really similar um, so it was a modular approach 
Um, okay. When I did it, it was 12 modules. Um, and for each module, you went in for a couple of days of teaching. Um, okay. Face to face. Um, it was small group teaching. So there was six of us in the group. Um, and it was predominantly um, people who were either clinical directors or um, owned a practice. Um, but okay. Um, a couple of us who, who weren't at that level who were just kind of thinking about learning the skill set for the future and um, so yeah. it was a really nice mix of cohorts we could all kind of learn from each other and um, kind of share what was going on in the businesses that we were working in um, okay. so we had pretty much the same tutor for the for the whole thing so it was um, Alan Robinson um, of Vet Dynamics. oh um, yeah he's class yeah he was just I do all his webinars I'm like obsessed with him I know he was absolutely <laughs> incredible like just absolutely brilliant I couldn't yeah highly as, as a tutor he was brilliant and um, I really really enjoyed the course um and then kind of at the end you obviously to get the certificate you have to do some um exams so um, okay so it's 12 modules and how long what did you do it over how long did you have to do yeah, it over it's over a year um, so it okay. was just the one year and because it was a small small cohort at the time um, they were, you know they only offered each module once um, okay. if someone had personal circumstances whereby they needed to do it over two years at the time that was a possibility so you could okay. make cohorts you'd be with two different you know you'd do some and then some um, yeah. but it was you know quite nice to do it like over the year I think we really got to know each other as a group um, and being like a couple of days of teaching for each module, I was living really local to Swindon at the time. So for me, it was particularly easy. I could just drive in okay. on the morning. I didn't need to go and stay, which was great. Um, yeah. So yeah, over you know one year um, worked kind of nicely. I think it was a good length of time. Class, okay. And so from that point of view, like when you got to the end, there's no point in us really talking too much about the exams and that because it's no longer available. But as you said, there is... Um, a similar one in in Liverpool if people are interested and we can put the information up to that later sure. um so from your point of view then like how did you find if you were still whilst you were still in clinical practice doing it like how did you find you were able to translate it into your work daily or was it purely did you find for maybe in the future if you were going to be a practice owner or like you said because you went into the business side of things and marketing yeah I think I I think you would be a really valuable employee with it under your belt put it that way I think okay. I had a way better understanding of things like the finance of veterinary practice so yeah. I understood why like even silly things like one thing that really stuck with me was when we did a little exercise where we saw if a client came in and spent 120 pounds in the practice how yeah. that money would then break down into what it paid for and it okay. really hit home when we basically broke it down and the fact was that if we handed out a free buster collar we lost all our profit. Like that was literally yeah. the level. And it was a, a really eye-opening because as an okay. employee, you don't think about those things. You don't necessarily yeah. think about, you know, the odd little something that you give out maybe without charging for, or you might forget to bill something, but it really hit home how important it is to get that balance right. Um, and I think it, you know, there was a lot of aspects of kind of, there was a HR module, there was all the marketing modules. So I think all of that together, even if you weren't aiming to own a practice immediately, or you were thinking that you just wanted to kind of know more about that side of things, I think it would make you an exceptionally valuable employee. So I would say it's yeah. not just for people who are thinking of definitively owning their own practice in the future. I think there's a lot okay. of things to learn and use day to day. Yeah, because I mean, I find having worked in industry myself that, it's not um, definitely an area that 
needs to be better understood is the business side of the practice um and some you know you'd often have and you might have come across this as well where you'd have practice owners will say to you what am i doing wrong or what, what should i be doing differently and they're just they're working so hard that it is a bit of a challenge and a struggle to keep on top of the business side of things and not everyone can afford to have a business manager or a business coordinator or a practice manager so um yeah i guess from that point of view it would be really uh useful like it's one way to definitely see your practice boom and your profits increase or starting to have some profits which might be the case for some practices yeah totally true absolutely absolutely and okay. um, i think it it's one of those things that like there's definitely a lot of business owners out there and people who own value practices who are extraordinarily good at what they do and they haven't done any formal qualifications so it's certainly not yeah. simple but i think if you were thinking of going down that route and i certainly came out of vet school with precisely zero knowledge of anything that wasn't clinical like at all yeah we were never exposed to anything like like HR, marketing, finance side of things, like all this sort of stuff never come across any of it. So I think having, you know, if you want that little bit of extra confidence, I think some, a course like this really helps to give you that broad overview to think that you kind of know, you know, you yeah. know the baseline of everything, but you also know what you don't know and what you should go and learn more about. So Yeah. And I think like, <clears throat> I always find that it's a bit of a sad state of affairs when you go to conferences and things and the business streams are usually the most poorly attended um and that's I guess like I you know when I was in practice I wouldn't have had any, had any interest either but the more I learned and the more I went into that side of the industry the more interested I found it and how I found it's actually really interesting um so it is something that I think people should maybe give a better chance to and, um, you know, explore a bit more, even if it's not by doing a GP cert, but looking at the overall business of marketing side. OK, so you did that and then you went on and you left practice then when you had your cert and you went to work in industry at that point and where it was a, as a technical vet is that right uh yeah so i actually started in industry with um ibc so independent vet care in their e-commerce yeah team, um for 18 months okay. um and then after that point i went to bowringer as a veterinary advisor so a brand veterinary advisor um okay and um that was working on uh, small animal brands so i kind of have focused on small animal really since then and was that uh, from a marketing perspective or from the technical side or both? Both. So I was yeah. a technical advisor, but I sat within the marketing team. So as a brand vet advisor, my focus would be that I'd work in a pair with a brand manager um, and we would kind of own all aspects of a brand. So everything okay. from um, the materials um, through to kind of liaising with all the key opinion leaders in that field to creating a general yeah. um, uh, kind of talks and cpd and any of the kind of clinical studies that were ongoing monitoring the literature all that kind of thing so between the two as a pair we kind of own everything to do with our brands okay and then you did more um you did further education then in marketing after your search so tell us about that yeah so i i went on to do the um chartered institute of marketing and um, professional certificate in marketing okay. and then following that the diploma in marketing so um kind of just kept kept going down the marketing thing marketing was really what kind of i really enjoyed so i thought well let's do a bit more on that side of things okay and so your role now then in your current role is again similar to what it was with boringer your technical but marketing as well is that, is that right 
I head up uh, technical services and marketing. So I have dual hat role again. Um, but it's really nice because what it does mean is that I get to use my veterinary degree every day. I mean, I yeah. always say I probably use my degree now more than I ever did in clinical practice. Like, yeah. Um, We'll be doing a lot on the science side. I'm doing a lot of new product development. Um, I'm talking to vets in practice. I'm lecturing, that kind of stuff. So, you know, really I'm using the, the, the multiple facets of the degree, probably more so than I did when I was clinical. It's in practice, yeah. yeah. Although, because that was going to be my next question. Like maybe tell people what you like about it and why, because I found when I worked in industry, like what I loved about it and how I realized that it was kind of, you know, more that a side that I really enjoyed was, like you said, you know, as a manufacturer or, you know, a developer of products, you have to be ahead of everyone. So you need to know what all the um, new research is and where it's coming from and who's doing it and what's been said. And, and so you have to kind of know more than everybody else. You have to be on top of it all. And I really like that you're given so much tools and so much access to information and research. And it's so, um, uh, you know, it's there's always something new coming. And, you know, it's I find it quite interesting. I think if you're a bit of a geek or a nerd, this is the Vet Nerd series, like I am. Um, it is a good um, side of veterinary to go into. So, oh, absolutely. yeah. Did you find the same thing? Like you enjoyed yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think um, the great thing for me about industry and like I've been in industry a long time now is seeing all the different roles that vets can end up in. Um, yeah. Because people often don't realize the breadth of different things that vets do in industry. So you yeah, know, it isn't just an industry vet. Like there is like a million different things people can do. And the great yeah. thing is no matter what you enjoy or what your personality type, there is a role for you. Like there is something that you can really enjoy doing. So um, as that I enjoy the variety. So for me, it's great doing a dual hat role because I get to do a bit of everything and just kind of being yeah. across the board, which is great. Um, but then equally, especially as you get to the bigger and bigger companies, if there's something very particular that you love, you can just do that. Um, yeah, you can go into research or... Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's research, there's regulatory affairs, there's pharmacovigilance, yeah. there's... Um, that advising there's marketing there's some vets out there in sales there's vets who are kind of team leaders and doing a lot of training and education there's literally everything and anything um which i think yeah. even as i went into industry i didn't realize like in my head that it was vet advising and then when i got yeah. there i realized oh wow there's actually loads of things so many things yeah <laughs> yeah which is great um because I think it is something i mean i certainly know when i worked in industry a lot of vets would have asked me and said it you know when I was on the road or when I was at things and catching up with people like, you know, I'm thinking about going into industry and, what to, you know, do you like it, whatever, what's it like and trying to get the inside track. And I think sometimes they might feel a bit, um, like they might necessarily want to say it, you know, if they want to go into industry. I don't know why, um, but it's a noble pursuit, everyone. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so I do think that there is a huge interest out there for um and there's definitely huge demand so like if you were giving advice to someone now who's maybe in practice and they're thinking oh god i don't know i kind of need a break from this i'd like to do something different for a couple of years because you don't have to leaving clinical practice doesn't mean you can't ever go back it's not you know an, an everyday thing but it might be nice to do a change for a while so if someone was looking at maybe doing some further education now um with a view to maybe going into industry in a couple of years time what would you what would be your um, advice would you recommend to do marketing like you did or a business management type of thing or do you know what I actually most people I meet who come into industry don't have any further qualifications coming in 
um, okay. and they generally come from practice. Um, and sometimes people have like a medicine cert or something that they've done while they're in practice, but it's not like a prerequisite by any stretch. I think yeah. me and now certainly on the hiring end, when I'm going to bring people into the team, what I'm kind of looking for is that they've thought about the skill set that we might want in industry. Okay. And yeah. Things that will kind of demonstrate that because when you're interviewing, it's all competency based. So we need little yeah. examples of things. So it's usually people who've done maybe a dare I want to say like extracurricular activities almost so yes maybe yeah, yeah yeah got a bit involved in like maybe a bit of marketing to do with their practice or they yeah. joined a veterinary society and they're organizing some cpd meetings or yeah. they're writing maybe little articles for their newsletter or their website or for a veterinary I mean, not like a big journal publication but just yeah yeah content um, and it's just showing what we're kind of looking for depending on the role but you're looking for demonstrate demonstrable communication skills usually kind yeah. of written and verbal and um, we're looking for people who can build relationships so it's really important and um, so it's really just looking I would say to people look at the job ads that are coming through look at the skill set that they're looking for and it's all transferable skills and vets have all these skills it's just getting to the level where you know how to demonstrate those and say it when you get to interview stage so you know vets have so many transferable skills really we, we forget that we completely forget how transferable our skills are so it's yeah. looking for examples of you know you can do it all just think of the examples that are going to help you demonstrate that when you get across the table from someone yeah and that's it um i mean you and i were discussing this earlier i feel that we don't want, you know, we, we would like vets and nurses to stay in practice, but also um, we don't ever want a situation where people are staying in practice when they're not happy um, or maybe feeling like, you know, they don't want to go and work in the department or they, you know, that they think that their opportunities are limited because they are not, they're absolutely endless. So I think even having worked in industry, I probably had the role a bit pigeonholed in my head. as well. I was like, well, there's probably this, this and this. But like you said, the, you know, there's so many areas um, and there's always so many people like yourself for people to talk to, you know, like people can always reach out and say, look, I'm interested. Can I have some advice? Um, you know, this is where my area of interest is and are there roles suitable within industry there? Absolutely. I think that's a big thing. I think networking is great. Um, I think with yeah. LinkedIn, like virtual networking now is more accessible than ever. Like yeah. you find people that are doing a role that you're interested in. You can drop them a quick message and say your role sounds really interesting. Can I talk to you about it? People are generally really happy to to let you know yeah. your day to day or what they've you know come across over the years. Um, and yeah, it's easier than ever now to get to get hold of people. I mean, I certainly would have met a number of people through stay like the Vet Stego Diversify Facebook. Yeah, group. um, that's got some great role profiles on there of people who are doing different jobs, talking about okay. what they do. Um, and I think there's just new jobs appearing all the time. Like I quite regularly meet someone and their job they tell okay. me their role title. And I'm like, I've never even heard of a job like that. So. What was the name of that group again? So it's called Vets Stego Diversify. Um, okay it's on facebook it's um, yeah. global it's kind of based out of the uk but it is very much a global community um, okay and it's all about exploring um options for people who are in clinical practice but also people who would like to diversify within the veterinary industry or even people who who are vets but are not working in veterinary anymore and what they've okay. used their skill set to do which is fascinating okay um, okay that's really interesting we might share that um later on because that sounds like a really good place to start i guess if you're considering um looking outside of clinical practice yeah. um 
like you said, there is so many. You just don't, couldn't possibly think of them all. No. Can you think of anything really bizarre that you've heard or you've seen um, people recently do? Well, one lady, I'm, I'm not sure who she is, and I really wish I could remember who this is, but I remember seeing her speak at a conference one time, and it was basically speaking about, like, the strengths vets have that can bring them to other places. And she okay. has ended up as the CEO of an energy firm. <laughs> and, like, she's unbelievable. She's a total rock star, but she just, like, her skill set and her ability to, like, work well in a crisis, work well under pressure, that's the yeah. she took. She ended up becoming the CEO of an energy firm. Um. And there's another lady who's amazing and um, called Julie Ross, who um, was an equine specialist and has gone on. She went to Bain as a management consultant. And certainly I find her journey very inspiring. And um, she definitely did a little TED style talk for Vets Dago Diversify. So worth checking. Very out. good. Um, but there's, there's just so you can do so much. And I think it's it's really, you know, I definitely feel that when people are in practice and it's just it's really tough to get out of the box and get enough brain space. Yeah. To think, I think, yeah. For me, I knew I wanted to to move into the industry anyway, um. But I was also locoming at the time when I moved, which made it really great because I had that brain space to be able to really get myself ready for that move and and kind of prep for interview and that side of things, which was really helpful. Yeah. Um. But as I said, you you've just you've got loads of skills there. It's just about working out ways to demonstrate them. And um, as I said, job ads. I was pulling job ads out of the veterinary press for three years before I moved into industry. I had the most. Okay. <laughs> and that was the day <laughs> when most of it was physical. Um, so I had my little folder and was just keeping an eye on the, the trends of the skill set they were looking for and trying to find ways to develop that. Yeah, that's really um, interesting. But I, I like what you said there a few minutes ago when you said that like you can be a bit kind of stuck in your head because you're so busy when you're working in clinical practice as well. And if you are considering a change, it can be really daunting because you're like, oh no, hang on now, this is all I know. And as much as I would really like to change, this is a bit scary. So there's so um, many options out there and we're going to share those. I'm going to probably put that up on the journal, maybe those tips i'll get you to send them on to me later on that facebook group which i've forgotten the name of already yeah, i'm yeah, sorry right. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm just going to check have i forgotten oh yes future plans because i know you're at, in the moment you're doing something else or have you any other future plans for your further education <laughs> yeah well every time i do another bit of further education i finish and say never again Every time, every time. And you husband, and everyone else, I, I think. I know, my husband yeah. always says the same. He's like, is that it now? Are we done? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're done. Um, and then inevitably about two years pass and I go, mm, oh, get the itch. Uh, so I'm actually starting um, a master's in October. Um, oh, class. In pharmaceutical business and technology. So oh, very good. It's um, kind of rounding out the bits I suppose I don't know so much about so a lot of the okay. manufacturing side yeah. compliance um legislation um yeah. mainly based around probably human healthcare I suspect it depends what the cohort is um, okay but certainly from talking to admissions I think they're quite excited to have some from animal health in the cohort to try and probably constantly go but what about animal health <laughs> every time yeah. we learn great um so yeah I think it's going to be different I mean for me it's probably the most formalized of the education I've done in that it's actually um through like a university 
Um, and it's like so. Where of, are you doing that? Study? So it's through an institute called Innopharma uh, in conjunction okay. with Griffiths College in Dublin. Okay, very so good. So it's going to be a bit intense, by the sense of things it's two nights a week of online, um, for three hours uh, each night. Okay. And then every second Saturday, hopefully, depending COVID dependent, is in person. Um, okay. On campus, um, there's a quite a small cohort, so they're hoping they should be able to get us onto campus, which would be really nice. Like I'd quite like to meet people. Um, but yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Be, be online for for a day. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be for a year. Um, I think it kind of follows term times. I think we get like a break at Christmas and that side of things. Okay. Um, and it's mainly there's a couple of modules of exams and then others have like assessments. So. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to expect, but looking forward to it all the same. I think it'll be yeah, something a little bit different just to kind of reinvigorate the day to day. Your husband will be delighted again. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> I mean, at least when I did, um, when I was doing one of my marketing certs, he was doing his um, postgraduate cert in medicine. So, okay, um, in small animal medicine at the time. So at least we were studying together. But uh, this time, no, it's just me again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, and anything else you'd like to share this year that you think might be relevant or that people might be interested in, from your point of view? I don't think so. Just to say as well, I know I keep banging on about it, but I do love it. The Vets Day Go Diversify Facebook page also have a mentoring yes. section. So Pass. they do have a mentoring scheme where people can um, try and find mentors or mentees if you want to offer your skills as a mentor. Um, okay. People who are like both for clinical practice, for people doing all sorts of things. So they have mentors okay. of all kinds. Like they've actually got some like specialists on there who are like mentoring people who've got an interest in a particular area or there's um, really experienced Great. practicing vets who can mentor more junior practicing vets. Or there's some people working in different careers who can kind of mentor people thinking of said careers. So definitely worth having a little look on there and to even okay. just to find people to reach out to and have a conversation with, even if you don't want a full on mentoring scheme or yeah. relationship, these people are all willing to be contacted. So definitely worth yeah. a look at that. Class. Okay. I think that's going to be really useful for everyone. Um, I think we covered everything. I'm just looking back over my questions, but if we think of anything after us, we can always share it. Um, so thank you so much again, Lucy. And I think everything you said there was really, really useful. And like I said, I feel that this is really important for people to hear that there are so many other options out there. Um, they really are endless and it's not, you know, it's not difficult. And there's loads of information out there and loads of people to mentor, support or chat to. Um, so thank you. And hopefully we'll get to see you sometime at a conference in I the know. future. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> the way things are going, it's not looking good. So, but um, yes, and best of luck with your masters. And thank you very much. That's all right. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Take bye. care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the VetSpace podcast. To keep up to date with VetSpace Ireland, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or to find out more, please go to vetspaceireland.ie.